Welcome to the SBCN Small Biz Podcast, brought to you by the Small Business Community Network in association with Northern River Financial. We're proudly supported by TELUS. The future is friendly. Visit us online at www.sbcncanada.org. It's Linda Ockwell-Jenner here, co-founder of the Small Business Community Network with another SBCN Small Biz Podcast. In today's episode, I'd like to share a conversation we recorded for our Small Biz Perspectives video series. And I have my um, good friend and um, successful businessman, Steve Bentley, Northern River Financial, with us again this evening. Hi, Steve. How are you tonight? It's been a busy day. It has been a busy day. Um, I've been catching up with a lot of stuff, and I know you've been out of town. And tonight you've got a really good topic for us, haven't you? Yeah, you know, I reflected on just some things that were happening to us last week, and I know we've talked about the other end where we decide maybe that a client relationship doesn't work for us, but I wanted to take a time to really talk about the forward end before you actually do engage with a client to do work for them, because I think there's a number of things people should do because there's so so many stories, including one I've had this week, where a relationship before we actually got into it, we decided we didn't want to get into it because we didn't like some of the things that were going to come when we decide okay. if we decided to go forward with it. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I'll, I'll touch on a few points for that tonight. So basically, choosing your clients is that what you mean? Not just taking any old client? Well, yeah, yeah, and I think it's more. I mean, it, you know, when we're really in a business, you know, we just want to sort of grab any client we want, right? But when we get established in business, we need to prioritize our time and making sure we're using our time effectively. So, what I wanted to sort of talk about is some of the things people should consider before they say yes to accepting that engagement. Okay, so um, take it away, Steve. What 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 should sure. we take into account before we accept the engagement? You know what I? You know the biggest thing, and I don't think enough people take really time to understand this, but everybody in every business has a very specific personality or type. And you're going to walk into meetings and you're going to talk to people who just are the polar opposite, right? And so right from the beginning, like we had one this past week where when we started talking to this particular person, he just didn't get it. I mean, we didn't really know what he was looking for. We really didn't know what to suggest. And so when we looked at do we want to work together? I mean, you got to be serious because the last thing you want to do is to get into that relationship and then find out that he isn't happy or you're not delivering or there's a miscommunication. So really making sure you've got a, you know, looking at the personality of the person, looking at the business relationship, that you're on the same page. And I so, think a lot of people need to look at that before yeah, really getting serious. That makes sense. But we don't need to know who the guy was, the client was. But I mean, what didn't this person get? Didn't he get you know, the kind of help people are going to give him or what? Well, you, you know? know, I think what he was doing was questioning what we were suggesting. Oh, okay. You know, without even knowing us, without even understanding the questions he was looking at, he was doing some of his own research. And we just couldn't get through to him that there's a process and this is the way we do it, this. And he didn't understand it. So, I mean, if he can't buy into our process or understand the way we approach something right from the beginning, then you sort of say, well, how is this? Because you don't want to make a commitment to somebody, then find out that you're not delivering what they are looking for. And it could be their perception versus what, you know, reality is. Well, maybe he doesn't need, um, maybe he doesn't need 
somebody like you guys maybe he just needs to do it. <laughs> no, no, maybe he needs kind of a do-it-yourself finger. You know what I mean? Where no, no? of course, <laughs> unfortunately, in this place, it, it was it was professional advice involving okay. an accountant and a lawyer okay. with a corporation. So there's some things he really needed to understand. So. Um, I always say this as well, Steve, that everybody's got different personalities, everybody's got different mm-hmm. needs, everybody's got different, you know, amounts of money they want to spend on a, a consultant, whatever, a business. Um, and I certainly can't work with everybody. So what is the solution? I mean, I guess she spent quite some time with this client and decided he wasn't for you or she wasn't for you. So time right. is money, yeah. you know, time is money. So how do we get around this? Well, I think that point is time. It's money. One of the things I learned and, and, and really bring forward to a lot of people is you only have so much time to do whatever you do for your clients, right? So if you get into a relationship where you know before you even get into it that that person is going to take a lot of time and really you're not going to get you know significant revenue to cover your time, there's other people you can be working for and being more supportive, providing. But I think the piece is you know when we look at trying to establish that relationship is really getting down and actually setting it out on paper to some degree. You know, yeah, because yeah. making sure they're understanding and what they're looking for is compatible to what you're saying you're going to offer. So that's another important tool is to really, you know, if you get to that point, making sure that you're on the same page, mm-hmm. excuse the pun, but, you know, with respect to, to this is what we're going to do and this is what you agreed for us to do and making sure it's in writing. So did you actually refer this person to someone else? I mean, does he have to find someone on his own? Has he got someone in mind? Well, you know, in that case, yes, we had started the referral process, but before we actually got to the introduction stage with each of these people, I stopped it because I was getting some feedback from him that either he wasn't ready or he really didn't understand, although we'd explained it several times, this is the way we need to proceed. I mean, could you refer him to someone else if you didn't suit his needs? Even though you didn't suit, he didn't suit your needs, it's nice to kind of send them somewhere else or did he have somewhere else, you know, to... I think the the bigger problem in this case, he didn't really know what he needed. So it's hard to make that kind of referral, right? That's a problem. I mean, if he says, I agree with what you're saying, but we just don't, can't work or we're not compatible. That's a problem. Absolutely, I'd make an introduction. I've done that many, many times, but I'm not in a position to refer somebody when he doesn't even know what he needs. And that's the problem. Until you meet with some of these professionals, you really don't know what you need. So you're not going to make a recommendation to somebody unless yeah. he really has a clear it's, understanding. It's a difficult what situation. For. It's a little bit like doctors, really. Um, mm-hmm. I love my doctor, my family doctor. She's amazing. I hear other people say, oh, my doctor doesn't listen to me. I wish I could find another one. But then again, is it down to the doctor that person's already got or is it down to, like, the doctor not caring? And it's the same in business as well. Like, I know I don't suit everybody's needs. A lot of people, you know, don't want to take me on and engage me for whatever. So, basically, it's a two-way thing, isn't it? So, where are we taking this, Steve? Um, We know that, you know, we're not going to be able to take care of all of our clients, but where is this leading us? (laughs) Well, I think ultimately there's going to be some clients that you never do work for. Um, you get into the conversation stage, but you, and I guess that's the primary point I'm trying to make, is you need to be confident that that relationship is going to work. And Because you're looking at your professional credibility, right? So if you do something for somebody and they say, well, that's not what I asked for, and <laughs> as you know, in our world of social media, it's so easy to get a bad referral or bad connection, right? Yeah. In a lot of cases, it's miscommunication. It's, it's, you know, we have to listen and actively listen to make sure we understand what the client's looking for. We hope they're doing the same thing, but we can't say necessarily whether they are or not, right? 
No. So I think that if you can't get past that, you have a real challenge. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, where did mm. you find this client from or did they find you? He was a referral. Oh, he was uh, referred. So yeah. somebody's actually referred someone to you not knowing like you're anticipating you don't want to refer this person to somebody else because you've anticipated is not a good referral. But somebody didn't realize this when they referred the mm. person to you. So it's like it's more than just you, Steve. It's like all these other people are in the equation. So does that mean we have to know you well and your organization well and know how you work so we can refer you? It's important. And I talk about it in the way of centers of influence, right? I have a lot of people I refer people to, but I want to make sure that I know how they work and I've worked with them a long time. Before I make that referral, I'm going to be conscious to whether I feel they're going to be able to work together because, again, what can happen is if you make that referral or somebody made a referral to me, maybe they didn't put as much thought into the compatibility or whether we could deliver. And then you put something in front of somebody else and there's a relationship issue. It comes back to you, right? You always want to make sure your centers of influence are treating your clients like you would treat your clients. So I think it's, it's, it can be very difficult. So do you have any tips for us, you know, so that, you know, our, our people watching us can say, well, you know, I've learned from Steve and, and what Steve suggested was. What do you suggest, Steve? You know, the thing is, you know, as much as I like to think of in a business for many years and I've walked and gone through a lot of thousands of conversations, there's always one like this that comes up and sort of says, whoa, you know, you thought your methods and, and the way you did things were the way gives you the information you need to be able to make this decision. Well, it wasn't initially, but it was later into that conversation process with that. So what I suggest to people is they really need to have that upfront, frank conversation with a potential prospect. You need to gauge it not only in terms of whether you can deliver what they're looking for, if they know what they're looking yeah. for but also that they're going to receive what you can put forward because not everybody does things the way some people would like to. So that initial conversation to really get clear as to the expectations on both sides and then starting and continuing that process. It's so a good, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a good conversation, though, because now you're reminding me of something that happened to me. So I went to a networking event uh, just over a month ago, and it was um, a financial organization, and they were giving ideas on how – uh, if they were in our financial organisation, what our people should be doing for us, how often they should be contacting us and, and offering us tips and stuff like that. And it made me think, one thing this organisation didn't do at the networking event, they would say, come to us, come to us, we're the best. They weren't trying to steal us. They were trying to give us some ideas. And I've been with my financial organisation now for many, many, many years, ever since I've been in mm-hmm. Canada. And I started thinking it had changed over time and we weren't getting the help and the, and the support. And I mentioned it to my lovely husband and business partner, Dave, and he's a different person to me. And he goes, no, I'm okay. I don't want that kind of help. I go, well, I do. So funnily enough, we did have a visit to the bank for, you know, financial purposes. And uh, we had the most amazing chat with this young lady who's now looking after us and she apologised that I should feel like that and I've been left behind a bit. And she promised um, to make it better for us in the future. But we're a couple and my husband isn't at all interested in any of that, but I am. So she took into account my needs as well as, as my husband's. And I wouldn't have known this if I hadn't have been to a networking event. So, again, networking events are a great way to find out these kinds of things, aren't they, and to talk to people like you and me and say, well, you know, you just never know. 
I, I think you, there's a couple of things we could do future podcasts in, in respect to what you just said there. But how many people have longer term relationships with, um, you know, as clients and then they don't hear from that person yeah. <laughs> or that person leaves and they don't even know that they've left. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's a whole other issue in terms of keeping in yeah, touch with your clients. Looking at level. the stability and both your needs as independent. That's important. I mean, you've got, you know, Dave's needs, your needs, and then looking at it from a couple perspective as opposed to just saying there's only one set of needs. So that also, was a great I like the approach. fact that she was talking to two different people and taking into account our two different needs, which to me was mm-hmm. very important. So, uh, but no, that's that's a really good topic, you know, for another one, Steve, talking about loyalty when you have a long-term customer. But sadly, Steve, um, we do have to wrap this up soon. But before I do, have you been eating a lot of fish? Yeah, okay, so I was away for five days fishing and I was in London today, so I'm actually a little tired tonight. But we actually had a lot of success with fish and I think you might have seen one on Facebook and no, it didn't come from a supermarket. <laughs> but we had a really good time. We had a really good time. Um, the fish had a face and that's funny because it was on Facebook. I will not eat anything with a face. <laughs> so you had to cook your own Well, don't eat, ing- <laughs> don't eat. Yeah, well, we do. We, I mean, we have to prepare it, obviously. So there's a little, so behind the things, you know, and so it's not just, it shows up on your plate. You know, well, you know, you <laughs> I'm really glad you had that time away because you're a workaholic like me and we all need to get away. And you were on an aluminium boat and not a canoe, see, I remembered. <laughs> aluminium. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what? Potatoes. It was so hot, 30 degrees out, yeah. and we were in a metal boat. <laughs> and, yeah, it was, it was like baking, you know. What, what can I say, Steve? Um, why go on a metal boat anyhow? <laughs> Well, it's not my choice, but, you know, that's the way we have to fish. (laughs) You brought up a wonderful subject, and I think we should all take heed as the client or as the, you know, the person they want to work with that we may not suit each other's needs. So thanks again, Steve. It's been nice chatting, and um, we'll be back next week with another SBCN Small Beast podcast. Mm -hmm.